0: we read our scriptures are found in the book of matthew chapter 28 verses 1 to 20 now after the sabbath toward the dawn of the first day of the week mary magdalene and the other mary went to see the tomb and behold there was a great earthquake for an angel of the lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay." Then go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. And behold, he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. See, I have told you. Verse 11. While they were going, behold, some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priest all that had taken place. And when they had assembled with the elders and taken counsel, they gave a sufficient sum of money to the soldiers and said, Tell people his disciples came by night and stole him away while we were asleep. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So they took the money and did as they were directed. And this story has been spread among the Jews to this day. Verse 16. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain, to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. That is the word of the Lord. You may take your seats.
1: I'd like to welcome everyone to our Easter Sunday Sunday worship service. Welcome for those of you who have come to join us for the first time. This is our, our, um, um, one of our 20th uh, uh, venues we have here in Metro Manila. We are one church in multiple locations, and we're glad you're in town. Um, we're glad you're not in Baguio or Tagaytay, the worst places to go. Uh, and uh, going, you're supposed to go to Baguio within less than three hours but during Holy Week, I think it'll take you seven hours. Yeah, so what a waste, right? So it's good to be in Manila during this time where there's no traffic, you know, and, uh, and it's good to be in church. And for those of you who are watching, uh, some of you probably uh, having your vacation somewhere. Uh, but uh, we'd like to uh, welcome you. We are in this series, The, the, the Day Death Died. This is our Way of uh, sharing with us. We even had our devotions. I don't know if you've seen it, but we have prepared devotions for the last seven days, and we're ending it uh, today. Uh, we had that lessons, uh, these lessons each day for us to get deepen in our relationship and our understanding of what Christ has done. and And it's a pity that a lot of people uh, can be ignorant of what Christ has done and the implications of what He did. And I think it's, it's, it, 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 it is uh, just proper, if you are a follower of Jesus, to have a deeper understanding what the, uh, of what Christ has done for us and the implication of it in our lives, in our society, and in the world. And so today, uh, just to help us uh, deep, uh, continue on in our understanding of what Christ has done, uh, let's focus on this last chapter of Matthew. And this is, uh, uh, this is uh, uh, a... A, a, a passage of a scripture that I'd like us uh, to uh, look, look upon and, and, and see Matthew's perspective. We have uh, all these other evangelists who had used the gospel in order for the believers to understand what Christianity is all, all about. Matthew had an understanding that, uh, you know, this event when Jesus was raised from the dead, um, he tried his best to have a... A perspective of what had happened during that time. And several years after that, he decided to write this Gospel of Matthew. In other words, he has seen uh, and he has tried to write what had happened a few years after the resurrection. And made a history, made a background about it. And seen the church grew from that point on. And 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 so he has this perspective. He has seen Christians who have responded well to the gospel, and and we all know some of the disciples didn't respond well, uh, even during the resurrection. Some of the disciples didn't even know what to expect. Was 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 he really for real? Did he really raise? Was he really raised from the dead? Some of the disciples weren't even aware of it. The enemies were even more aware to the point that. When they, they started recalling, when he died, the enemies of the gospel started recalling his teachings. And part of, of Jesus' teachings was he was talking about him being raised on the third day. Remember when he was in the temple, when he entered into Jerusalem? He says, he looked at the temple and says, you know, this temple is going to be, you destroy this and in three days I'll, I'll, I'll build it up again. I'll raise it up again. That was a picture of his body being resurrected in three days. He kept on saying that in his sermon. The disciples didn't pick, pick it up. They didn't understand. But the enemies understood it to the point that when he died, they decided and they asked for permission from the authorities to send guards to protect the tomb. And, and so the, the, you know, the, the authority provided the guards to come and protect the tomb. You remember that? And so they protected it. But something happened. During that time, the Lord has brought His Spirit to that grave, to that to the point that Christ was risen and He has gotten out of the of the grave. And how many know? You know, a lot of people have been raised from from the dead. Eight of them, at least in the Bible, I've, as I have uh, studied and 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 tried to study. Uh, there were eight of them. Um, Eli. Eli Elisha and Elijah raised one kid each. Elisha's body, remember, was you know when they were trying to when they were trying to bury Elisha, you know, and the enemy started coming, they were in a hurry, so they threw his body in the grave. And as soon as the the dead body touched another dead person, that you know that person rose from the dead. That's how powerful, that's how amazing his 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 uh, his body was and 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 many more. Jesus raised at least three people. Dorcas, uh, daughter, and we we have uh, this girl, this uh, person, the son of this woman widow. Uh, while they were having a funeral, he went in there and you know opened the coffin and raised the, the boy up and and he raised his friend uh, Lazarus if you remember Peter was the same way he raised somebody from the dead in the book of Acts and, and 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 these are people who have been raised from the dead but the difference was they died and they were raised from the same body uh, that they had in other words they died after several years after that they died twice <laughs> they didn't live forever right Lazarus died again. He didn't live forever. Yes, he was raised, but he was raised from the same body he died in. The same body. And if it was me, it could have been tall, dark, and darker. It's still the same body, right? It didn't change. But when Jesus was raised from the dead, he wasn't raised from the same body he died in. He was raised with the resurrected body. He was the firstborn, the Bible says, of the, resurrected, uh, of, the, of the resurrection. In other words, his body was so, was so amazing, resurrected body, that he can pass through a wall. Remember that situation when they were having a Bible study? The disciples were together and Jesus showed up. They locked the door. They thought they can, they can keep people out, but not Jesus. Jesus can enter in anytime. You may lock the door, but Jesus cannot be locked out. He entered into that room and showed himself, but, you know, you don't know what happened. One guy is absent, so don't be absent in your small group, right? <laughs> this guy was absent, and, and, and then the next day, that week, the, you know, the disciples say, hey, you missed it. Among you, sometimes God, de- God would move, and everybody's so excited except you because you weren't there. That would be the bad scenario, right? But, but, but Thomas, the Lord Jesus was so gracious enough that the next time he showed up, he looked for Thomas immediately and said, Thomas, why did you come here? Touch me. Look and see. Thomas couldn't help himself but worshiped Jesus and said, my Lord and my God. Remember that? And so Jesus could go pass through the walls. I could imagine When the power of the Spirit of God entered his dead body, Jesus rose from the dead and passed through the wall of that burial site. Now some of you say, isn't it the Bible says an angel came and opened and rolled their stones? Yes, the angel had to do it so that the disciples, the women, could come in and see and be witnesses with their own eyes and see an empty tomb. Say empty tomb. The angels opened the door so that these people who didn't have resurrected body can see the evidence. Are you here with me? Genesis ended up with Joseph dead. Deuteronomy ended up with Moses dead. Joshua ended, the book of Joshua ended with the death of Joshua. But the Gospels? It ended up with the resurrected Christ. Can we just give the Lord a hand for that? Jesus was resurrected from the dead. So much so that when the angels showed up, those soldiers, Roman soldiers, we're talking about Roman soldiers. We're not talking about weakling, wimpy, effeminate guards. We're talking about strong Roman soldiers. Guess what happened? they fell as dead. When they saw the angels showed up and rolled the stone, these huge Roman soldiers fell as dead. This is not an acting, folks. I experienced it myself. Yeah, I experienced it one time. My sister-in-law was having, what do you call it, a a situation with with her uh, thyroid. And... uh, we went to the hospital to pastor Dr. Demi, our missionary now to Laos. And, and uh, so we accompanied my wife, his, his sister. We went in there, and the husband wasn't there. So my sister-in-law says, Kuya Ferdi, would you please come? Well, and then I saw the doctor brought out a syringe. In my eyes, I kid you not, I saw Dr. Demi bringing out a syringe with a long needle like this, at least in my perspective. So he took this syringe in and, and then my sister-in-law says, can I, can I hold your arms? It's as if my arm is kind of strong, you know? And so she held my arms. She was lying down and she held my arms. And I saw the doctor, kid you not, she was doing this and moving that syringe somewhere, You're trying to poke and find, I'm sorry to being so vivid on a Sunday morning, right? <laughs> so I'm just showing you how, how real this is. And while I was watching it and imagining the syringe, uh, you know, poking outside on the other side of the neck, I was imagining it. My imagination was so sensitive and so high, I could imagine blood gushing out on the other side because I knew it was huge. And then guess what? I felt something. I was feeling dizzy. <laughs> then I told the doctor, I said, "Doc Demi, why am I feeling dizzy? And he said, you are fainting. I want you to lie down on the next stretcher. <laughs> Guess what? There are two of us on the stretcher now. <laughs> Guys, this is for real. This is not an act. I have experienced it myself. I mean, I was... These guards fell almost like dead people. When the angels showed up and rolled the stone... They couldn't help and and declare there's something unique about this situation. They couldn't take it. Their physical well-being couldn't take the truth of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. A lot of people would try to deaden the idea that Christ was for real and He was true in history. A lot of people tried to do that. But a lot of ancient writings and sources, around 39 ancient sources... Uh, according to Hybermas, an American theologian made a, made a study and discovered around 39 ancient sources that speaks of, of Jesus' teaching, Jesus' life, Jesus' death and resurrection that are s- almost more than 100 facts that cannot be denied in history. You might try to do your best to deny the existence of God, but the existence of Jesus won't go away no matter what. Because it's already there in history. No one can shut the, that door. I mean, even, even the disciples couldn't 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 understand what happened. You know, and and and, and so I want to share with us, that's my long introduction. Remember, I always have long introductions. In short sermon, but here are three implications of right, of Jesus being risen from the dead, and I like how uh, how Matthew put it, and, and showing in the, in the last chapter the implication of what Christ has done. But before that, we see even uh, even the centurion made a confession at the end of the day that truly he was. The son of God in, in Matthew 27 verse 54, the centurion, leader of a hundred Roman soldiers, made that kind of comment. He has seen the darkness in verse 45. He has seen uh, the the curtain, probably heard about it, the curtain being torn from top to bottom. He has experienced the earthquake before uh, Resurrection Sunday. That Friday, he had seen the earthquake. And he has heard, he has seen the the rocks splitting and the graves opening up. Matthew even gave a picture of, of during Resurrection Sunday, the day that Jesus was raised from the dead. Many saints came out from the tomb. Power of God was so strong that it didn't only raise Jesus from the dead, but the neighboring bodies of the saints came to life. Are you here with me? Only Matthew gave that picture. Uh, Luke, John, and, and, and Mark didn't give that picture, but Matthew gave that picture of other saints who were raised from the dead when Jesus was resurrected on that Sunday. So you can read that in chapter 27. And, and the centurion made that comment. Truly, this was the Son of God. This was, uh, as he thought, uh, you know, uh, he was already dead. But obviously, on the next day, on the third Sunday, He was raised from the dead, and He was not just the Son of God. He is the Son of God. Amen? He's alive and well today. And what is is the implication of that to us, at least looking at Matthew 28? Well, number one, Father's validation. His Father's validation. Our Father in Heaven's validation. Validation when when it says in verse in the next uh, verse verse 1 now after the sabbath toward the dawn of the first day of the week Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb and behold there was a great earthquake uh, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there when Jesus when 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 uh, Joseph of Arimathea took his body and put in a new tomb that he bought that he carved probably with his his men. The scripture mentioned Joseph Aramathia, but being a rich man, say rich man, being a rich man, he might have had people with him who did the job. And and, and during that time, bodies were not just thrown and and, 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 and left for public viewing on the ground Roman, Roman, in Roman culture, that was part of the punishment. The body has to stay there and let it. Tagalog, haya mo magbuyang don sa sa They don't want to. bury these people. That's according to their culture. But in Jewish culture, according to Deuteronomy, out of the benevolent heart of the Jewish culture, out of the respect for human, for humans they decided out of benevolence and love to take bodies of strangers who've been punished and be buried before the Sabbath. And it has been the practice of the Jews. And so they would be in a hurry when the body, when Jesus' body, when Jesus mentioned and spoke of His last words as mentioned, in, in Luke chapter 23, when he said, uh, when he said uh, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Remember that? I commit my spirit. He mentioned, It is finished in, in Mark. In Matthew, he didn't say anything. Ma- Matthew didn't say anything about it. He just basically committed his life to the Lord. Having said this, he, he breathed his last in Matthew. But he has done this and he has. Uh, 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 He has commended Committed his spirit to the Lord Father in Luke chapter 23 Father into your hands I commit my spirit And when he did that The third day On the third day That was uh, uh, You know uh, He was nailed around 9 o'clock in the morning Friday Okay Darkness fell around noon That was uh, around noon. For three hours, there was total darkness up to 3 p.m. Now, I'm glad that darkness did not come at 9 a.m. Because if darkness came at 9 a.m., probably people could have doubted if Jesus was really the one on the cross. I'm glad for three hours, witnesses saw that it was really Jesus on the cross. So when darkness came noontime up to 3 p.m., Something came up. The, 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 the centurion couldn't believe that even nature is agonizing. You know, the, the, the people could recognize the wrath of God was real. The darkness fell on earth. Some of the uh, Roman historians would try to disprove it by saying, it wasn't really a miraculous thing that there was darkness. There was an eclipse. How can you have an eclipse during that time when it was supposed to be full moon? And yet, darkness came forth. We don't know if it's the entire earth or just local in Jerusalem. But darkness came nevertheless to show the wrath of God that truly God turned His back from man's sin. And so that was what happened. The earthquake came. And, and before, before 6, from 3 to 6, you have three hours to prepare the body. Okay, you have three hours to prepare the body and people. And I could imagine Joseph Arimathea took his body and prepared it with all his men probably. The scripture didn't mention it. But hey, can one person just do it by himself? So you could imagine him having people helping him. Uh, and, and, And he already prepared and bought a burial site even before that thing happened. He could have heard what had happened. He was part of the Sanhedrin. This is amazing that even the Sanhedrin, uh, the group of of religious men who gave the judgment of death for the Lord Jesus Christ. Would you imagine Joseph is part of it? And yet he was one of the disciples. In other gospels, they said he didn't agree. Joseph of Arimathea didn't agree with the judgment that the Sanhedrin had given. And and the scripture says he was a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ. I could imagine in our society today who are in in places of power and yet disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we want to continue to pray for those people in in places of power. Some of them are doing their best. In this dark world, how many know disciples can exist even in this dark world? And that's what happened. So he did what he did, prepared it. And 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 the Jews, that's why the Jews had this place. Uh, a, a, a burial site for strangers. That every time a stranger would be nailed on a cross, this is a normal situation, they would take the stranger's body and, and bury it in the stranger's burial site. Because the Jews, were they respect humans. Humans are made in the image of God. That's why... Uh, Judeo-Christians are the only ones with, you know, just like in the movies. You remember these movies, you know, in, in movies where, uh, where uh, uh, you know, they, 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 it's like Forrest Gump. You know, he can already run away, but hey, his friend is there. So I want to go and rescue my friend, right? Remember Forrest Gump, he rescued his friend. He was running, you know, bombs all over the place and he was carrying and rescuing his friend. Only in a Judeo-Christian culture that you see that, where life is being, being rescued. Why? Because of the respect for our, we are made in the image of God. Look at the person next to you. Yes, whether you agree or not, that person is made in the image of God, right? And so that's why the Jews had respect for human bodies, even that of criminals. And then so they have this stranger, uh, a stranger's burial site. But Jesus wasn't put in a stranger's burial site because, as I've said, uh, Joseph of Arimathea bought a a family tomb and took his body, prepared it before six would strike in the afternoon. You have to prepare the body before that or else you'll be unclean. And so they buried Jesus. Uh, We had a chance to go there one time and visit in Israel and go there. There are two, two different places where they say Jesus was buried, but other, other ones are saying they showed us this other place. I could have seen, uh, show you the picture, but, but just, just to show you the reality of this rich man. It was prophesied in Isaiah that a rich man would provide for that grave. And true enough, Joseph did it and provided for that place. It was new. It has to be new. If it is an old burial site, there could have been other people have been buried in that place. So when the Spirit of God came forth, I could imagine many more bodies coming out from that same one burial site. But it was new. It was bought and carved by Joseph Ar- Arimathea, a rich man. And so therefore, it was really Christ who came out from that grave and, 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 and passed through the wall in spite of the rock, in spite of the door that had been closed with a huge rock that it would take an angel to open it. And that was the picture. And when, and, when, and, when, and when the angel said, verse 5, said to the woman, Do not be afraid. Say, do not be afraid. Do you know that part of the message of Easter Sunday is, Do not be afraid. Because the disciples have been in fear since the start. They all have been in fear. They've been running away for their lives. Remember Peter, one of the strongest disciples? Betrayed Jesus of all people, of all the twelve. I could imagine Bartholomew, Philip, and all these guys. You know, the, you know just the, the midget one. No, sorry, this is, this is a regular, average ones, right? But Peter betraying Jesus? How can that happen? But he did. He betrayed Him. Why? Because the disciples were all in fear. That's why the first message of Easter is, Do not fear. Do not fear. This is the message for us as well today. Do not fear. Jesus is alive. And he says, Do not fear, verse 5. And the angel says, For I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. Verse 6. He is not here. (laughs) I like that. He is not here. Remember, it was open. He's not here for he has risen as he said. Say as he said. In other words, remember, he said this. Have you been listening? Some of you are uh, in this sermon right now, but I wonder if you're really listening. <laughs> right? Some of you are probably falling asleep <laughs> on me. <laughs> but, 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 the, but the angel told the, disi- that the women, women disciples, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, and says, come here. He's not here, he has risen as he has said. Then he says, Come, see the place where he lay. Say, Come and see. I want you to come and see where he lay. And so the angel knew what to expect. The disciples didn't know what to expect, but the angel says, He's not here, so let me see. It's not just about hearing, it's about seeing. And so he went, and they went. The women went and saw an empty tomb. Say, empty tomb. Empty. They didn't only hear it from the angel, they saw it with their eyes. It's like our communion today. Pastor Adwin did not just come and read a verse. We tasted it. Have you tasted it? The bread. We tasted it. Taste. We tasted it. We saw it. It's a full package experience. That's why when we partake of the communion, all senses are participating. It's an experience of what Christ has done for us, that His body was broken. His blood was shed. And we say, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And so that this, the, the, the women not, not just heard it, from the angel, but saw it with our eyes, the empty tomb. And what is the implication? The Father validated the sacrifice Christ has done on that cross. He validated. Our Father in heaven accepted the full payment. When Jesus says, tetelestai, paid in full, our Father in heaven in three days received and gave a receipt. What was the receipt? What was the OR? Empty tomb. The sacrifice of Christ has been accepted, Amen. Yes. Can we just give a Lord a hand for that? The sacrifice of Christ has been accepted, and so therefore it's an empty tomb. I am now have been forgiven. Jesus received his victory on that cross when he said, "It is finished." I paid in full. Paid in full means it's like paying your debt hundred percent in Metrobank or Citibank, right? It's like signing a check of a contract and then you finish the project. It's like, it's like uh, going through a medical procedure and you come out of the operating room and the doctor says, success. It is like a, a, a mother delivering a baby and, you, and, the, and the husband and wife coming out of the delivery room Sometimes only the wife coming out of the delivery room and says, you have a baby boy. That's what it means by tetelestai. When a a runner finished the race and finished a 42-kilometer race, a marathon, he would come out and rejoice. Did I rejoice when I did my first marathon? Yeah, but I was crying like an ugly runner. With no tears, I've lost all my, my fluids. My first marathon, uh, you know, crossing uh, 10 uh, Pasig bridges uh, in, in Metro Manila and finished my marathon in Luneta. And when I crossed that finish line, I was crying but no tears. And I was celebrating because it is finished. I finished it. And the same way when Jesus says, "Tetalesta," He finished it. Three days later, the father says, I accept it. He was raised from the dead. Amen. And so that is the picture of the father's validation. What else? What are the other implications of Christ being raised from the dead? Number two is the disciples' affirmation. The disciples' affirmation that he was truly raised from the dead. Jesus, the angel could have said this to the women. He, the angel could have said this. is uh, not here. He has risen, and, 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 and so therefore, he went straight to heaven. See you guys. Is that what the Bible says? Not really. Let's go back to that same verse again. What did it say? It says there in, in verse 6, He is not here, for he has risen, and he said, Come see the place where he lay. Verse 7, and says in verse 7, Then go quickly. And tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. How many know he already mentioned that in his sermon before? But now he's repeating it again. But this time, you know, that the angel was repeating it. But this time Jesus was already raised from the dead. And behold, he's going to heaven already. No, that's not what the scripture says. Behold, he's going to Galilee where you will what? See Him. They have never seen Him. Well, they've seen Him actually. They've seen Him. Remember in that small group? And Jesus showed up and passed through the wall. So they've seen Him resurrected. But this time, he, they have to see Him for the third reason I'm about to tell you. Okay? Wait for a minute. I'm, I'll mention that in a while. So don't leave now. Okay? But, but you will see Him with your eyes once again. See, I have told you. This is an angel. Once again, the, the, the women were so excited, they, they, they decided to go and, 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 and go to the disciples, but Jesus showed up before the women. What did he say in verse 9? And behold, Jesus, in verse 9, behold, Jesus met them, met the women, and said, Greetings. And they came up and took hold of His feet and worshipped Him. They worshipped Jesus. They saw. They took hold of Him. They didn't only see as witnesses. They heard. They saw. But they touched Jesus' feet and worshipped Him. Imagine all the senses participated as witnesses of this. The women saw it. The women heard it, saw it, and even touched Him and worshipped Him. And then it says in the next verse, verse 10, Then Jesus said to them, let's all read this again. One, two, three. Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers and go to Galilee and there you will see me. And there you will see me. What was the first message again? Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. If you're getting fearful, remember the resurrection. You can, you can be in confidence. Whatever situation you're in, always remember, Jesus has been raised from the dead. I can be confident today. Right? I can be confident today. Tell my brothers, go tell my brothers. The first one, the angel showed up and told the woman, come and see. But this time, and, and, and the same angel says, go tell the brothers, the disciples. Jesus says, tell my brothers, go tell my brothers, and they will see me in that mountain of Galilee. And so the disciples' affirmation. So what happened? So they were, uh, and they will see me. Once again, it happened. It did happen. And they saw him. Verse twenty six, thirty two. Let me just read this verse. But after I'm raised, I will go before you to Galilee. This has been his first teaching in chapter 26. Before chapter 28, 26 first, he already mentioned. I will see you in Galilee. What is important in Galilee? Why is He asking His disciples to go to Galilee? Well, this, it's our third, our third reason why they have to go to Galilee. But before that, let me see verse 15. So they took the money. Verse 15. While on their way to the disciples, another, another scenario was inserted in the chapter. What was the scenario? Uh, you know, the, uh, the, the guards were who woke up from their slumber, told the elders and the religious leaders, and the religious leaders paid them money to spread another kind of fake news. And says, you tell them that his body was stolen. I don't have time to go through it, but that's the scenario there. And so these same guards spread the news, a fake news, that he was stolen from the grave. But Jesus, but these women on their way to the disciples. The disciples decided to receive that news and that Jesus was raised from the dead, and went to to Galilee. And this is what happened. They went when they went to Galilee. Uh, let's go to verse. Uh, let's go to verse 17 first. Verse 17 of chapter 28. Now the eleven disciples went to Galilee. To the mountain of which Jesus had directed them, verse 17, and when they saw Him, say saw Him. him. Remember, He says, you will see Him. You will see Him. Then finally they went and saw Him with with their own eyes. This time, this is the second time, but this time with a special note. Seeing Him for the second time. What is important in that mountain of Galilee? That's where the place where they received their apostolic commission. Third implication of Jesus being raised from the dead is not only showing the father's validation, but also the disciples' affirmation. That Jesus was concerned to renew, to continue on with his real relationship with the disciples. He could have gone straight to heaven, but he was still thinking about the disciples. Say, the disciples. And, and and that's, you know, Jesus is, is exemplifying what, what discipleship is all about. is fellowship with the Father, fellowship with Jesus. Um, I mean, follow Jesus, fellowship with one another, and fish for men. And we see it here even, that the validation of the Father came forth. He was thinking about the disciples in the last minute, and then gave them the commission. And then what it, what it and so we have... This third implication, the church's proclamation. Not only that the Lord, the Father validated it, that the disciples affirmed it, but that the church proclaimed the news, not the fake news, but the news that Jesus was raised from the dead. So therefore, there is forgiveness of sins, that the Lord has accepted Christ's sacrifice for our sins. He took our part instead of us being the penalty for sin. Jesus took it. And, and our Father in heaven received it. His wrath was satisfied. Now there's forgiveness of sins for all the rest of the world. And now we can preach the news to our friends and relatives. Are we here today? Yeah. Who among you have been a recipient of that news that our sins can be pardoned? That's why we're here worshiping God. Can we just give a Lord a hand for that? Verse 18, Jesus came and said to them, All the authority in heaven and on earth. Amazing. Say all authority. all authority. Jesus didn't have any. He had the audacity to say all authority has been given to me. Why? Because he, he was part of the Godhead. He was God the Son. He was not competing with the Father. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. Three persons but one God. If He wasn't God Himself... He could not have said this, that all authority had been given to me. He could have committed a grave sin, a blasphemy, to say all authority had been given to me if he wasn't God. But Jesus is God the Son, amen? amen. And so he said, all authority has been given to me. Therefore, therefore he says, make, go make disciples of all nations. Say all nations. all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to obey and observe all that I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So I say this, we have a job to do. The implication of Jesus being risen is not only that the Lord had validated His sacrifice, not only that the the, the disciples, that Jesus affirmed the disciples, and the uh, uh, disciples confirmed and affirmed what had happened but also the church's job to proclaim the gospel. So as we end today, I want you to know that Jesus is the firstborn. He was raised from the dead, and He's the first resurrected person who had been resurrected with a resurrected body. This is just a picture, because someday when He comes back again, we will have a resurrected body as well, and we will be like Him we will be like Him. In, 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 in incarnation, He became like us. But in resurrection, we will be like Him. Amen? Can we just give the Lord a hand for that? Hallelujah. As we end, I say, the day the dead died, had not only led us to reconciliation with God, but given us the task of reconciling the world to Him through the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Reconciliation is not just for us. We want to tell the world about it. We want to see our moms, our dads, our uncles and aunts, our cousins, our nephews and nieces, our grand our, our grandchildren, our grand our our God, God, English, God, God, God children, whatever. Uh, we, they deserve they to hear the good news that they too can be pardoned by the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we say Happy Resurrection Sunday. Father God, thank you that we can rejoice and celebrate today. Thank you for making us understand biblically, at least in Matthew's perspective, point of view, POV of Matthew, what resurrection is all about. So Lord, we are grateful today that you have cost us, the rest of us who are watching this, the rest of us who are here today, that you're deepening our understanding of what resurrection is all about. Thank you, Father, in heaven for validating what Christ has done. We're grateful, Lord God, that you value fellowship, that you value the saints. You could have gone straight to heaven and left your disciples, but you wanted them to see you once again before you give them the instruction to tell the world about what you did. So Lord, I thank you for valuing discipleship to the point that you have even told the disciples to go and make one. Go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So Lord, we even remember our missionaries today. We remember our, our, our pastors and missionaries in the campuses, in the provinces. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to preach the gospel. Thank you, Lord, for each one who are here today. The person next to me, on my left, on my right, are missionaries. We are a barrier of good news, not fake news like the guards. But the good news that God in Christ Jesus has risen.